Support for KZSU comes from Modeler.com, a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Modeler.com provides tools for architects, designers, and construction professionals to discover, discuss, and specify products for building projects. We at KZSU Stanford thank Modeler.com for their generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of The Modern Architect. KZSU, Stanford University's FM radio station, broadcasting across the Bay Area on 90.1 FM and across the world at kzsu.org. From the campus of Stanford University, this is the Modern Architect Radio Show, a podcast featuring one-on-one interviews with renowned and cutting-edge architects Influencers and sustainability leaders, the show and podcast will inform, educate, and illuminate the transformation, joy, inspiration architecture brings to our cities, communities, and lives. Hosted by architecture aficionado and principal of Accurate, Tom Diorio. Thank you, Mark. For our guest today, please welcome Bill Van Erp, Senior Associate and professional librarian of architectural materials and finishes at Gensler, a large design and architecture firm headquartered in San Francisco. If you're interested, find out more at Gensler.com. Hello, Bill. We're excited and honored to have you on the Modern Architect Show today. Pleased to be here. Oh, Bill, please tell us how long you've been associated with architecture with Gensler and... How you came about becoming a professional librarian of architectural materials and finishes. Um, I am that, that's kind of a mouthful there. But to start wherever you like, Bill, There's this, this is going to be a fun show, I can tell. Well, you know, I started working at Gensler 32 years ago. Oh, such a long time Wow, ago, 32. You know. Um, in those days, of course, it was all about the books and the magazines and the codes and all that. Uh, mm-hmm. But mostly... Mostly what I do really is manage relationships between vendors, you know, the people that sell the stuff, and the interior designers that specify this stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what got you interested in this? I mean, in, 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 not just this, but um, it's fascinating. What, how did you begin, if there even was one? Oh, well, you know, my, uh, my father was an architect in San Francisco, and he had a he he employed a guy who started his own firm and I was my dad and I went fishing and I was complaining about my job because I was (laughs) indexing newspapers and magazines you know and he said well look David needs somebody so I cut my hair and got my suit on up to San Francisco (laughs) and interviewed for the job and got it and all of a sudden I was there you know and uh uh, it was just really, just it was just it's been really fun from from day one. Yeah. So did you dis- you discovered? Hey, I liked uh, the, the materials, the products, the process. What was it that kind of kept you doing what you still do? If you can look back. Well, you know, mostly it's about 
enabling people to do great things. A lot of what I do goes is behind the scenes because there's a lot of there's a lot of there's architects and interior designers. You know, they're the ones who are selecting the materials, the mm-hmm. things that you see, and they they need they they need help. You know, because they have these <laughs> ideas about what they want, but they need someone to help them execute those ideas, somebody to make those ideas a reality. And there's a whole bunch of people out there that sell building products, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who are going to enable these architects and interior designers to make the airport spaces, the office spaces, the the stores that, that, that you walk into. And, you know, to me the big thing is it's being able to make sure that you have that you have the very best materials and the very best people to work with. And a lot of what I do is making sure that the library and the architects and interior designers that work where I work work with the right kind of people. And how do you is there a, a criteria or a checklist that you go through to to know that okay these are the, the you know this looks like it may be a prospective fit. Well, you know. I'll take anybody's phone call. Look, <laughs> the, the, look. The, the place I work is—it's a big place, num- and listed number one, and almost in every every index of architectural interior design firm. So when somebody comes to town, some salesperson comes to town, they get a big list from, say, the San Francisco Business Times okay. or whatever. They always start with number one. They'll start <laughs> with number ten, and since cancer's number one on those lists. I have the privilege of, of seeing a lot of things. So when something comes in, well, you know, it, it depends on, on, on what it is and who is bringing it in. Okay, so what it is and who is bringing it in. Um, do, do you have, a, again, like a criteria to say, okay, this guy or this girl or no, or it's, 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 is it a combination of things or it's just based on your experience? Well, the, the what of it is all about the aesthetics. You know, Tom, I see a lot of things. And to me, well, when someone comes in with a thing, I look at it and I say to myself, is that thing beautiful? Is that thing like inspirational? It. You know, because that's what I'm yeah. looking for to collect in the library. I'm looking to collect things that are inspirational. You know, uh, in old days, when we before the Internet and all that, <laughs> when the, when the library had thousands of architectural catalogs, only a few of those collections existed, and it was real power. Clients came in like, "Wow, look at all those catalogs!" <laughs> well, now with the internet, everyone's got that. Yeah. So now what I'm doing is I've been collecting things that are inspirational, things that are amazing, things that are fabulous. Gary, and we're going to step back a bit in in uh, in, in researching Bill, and we've known each other for. Uh, several years now, but I also find you're the great-grandson of Dirk Van Ert. Oh, yes. Go yeah. to that a little bit, please. Well, yes. My uh, great-grandfather, uh, Dirk Van Erp, was the guy that had basically invented the mica copper lamps. Perhaps you've seen yeah. him on Antiques Roadshow. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Very valued. Yeah, it's, it's, it's also Mrs. Doubtfire at the very beginning of Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh. You know, Sally Field says, hey, we'll put the Dirk Van Erp lamps in here. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, but, that's but right. you, yeah, but you can see his stuff <laughs> at the at the D. Young, you know, and the Oakland Museum and at the Met, you know, and this, the Smithsonian. And, you know, as as arts and crafts metalsmith in San Francisco, he's 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 he's, he's the man, basically. Okay. So you that did that have inspiration? Just it's got to if your father being an architect, that whole um, 
legacy, so to speak, um, and you're continuing it in its own yeah, well, in its own you, form. Well, you know, my grandfather uh, wanted to be my grandfather who worked in a, in a shop with his with 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 my great grandfather. He always wanted to be an architect, but. He got kicked out of Lowell for smoking in the bathroom. So he had to go work <laughs> no, in his grandfather's really? shop. Seriously. That's really, oh, oh Seriously. <laughs> so, uh, my, uh, so my father was an architect, you know, and uh, when, uh, when, I, when, I, when I took a look at what he did, I was really intrigued by it, but I didn't want to do it. Okay. So you didn't want to do it, but you're still involved very intensely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm Tom. I'm an enabler. That's what I do. You know, okay. I, 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 I like to put, <laughs> I, like I like to put people and things together, Yeah, you know, to, to, uh, to make just to, just to, to, to make, to make a superior product basically. No, that's like, like um, um, there's a, there's a word for a deal maker in its own way. Well, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little high end way of saying it, but what, how long have you been at cancer? You said six, 32 years. Oh yeah, thirty-two years. Yeah. What's what's from when you, if you can recall, your first week to this week? What what's what's changed? Oh, so much. Okay. The the most what's mostly changed is the pace and what's expected out of people. You know, in the old days, you know, even before CAD, it was all done on drafting boards and mm-hmm. stuff, and you could hear the hum of the erasers all throughout the <laughs> office, along along with people smoking and stitching up their ties and stuff. You know, yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, but what's what's happened now is basic basically two things. Okay, the people are working much harder. They are in the office early. They are staying late. They're just busting, but. Also, too, nobody really expects to be in one place for that long. Uh, really? So you mean the architects are they they're they're there for a while and they leave, or or just work wise work well, time? Well, everybody's looking for the best advantage, you know. And, okay. And arch- architects and interior designers, they have a they have a really interesting job. Look, no when when the, when the students come and they say, Bill, why would I want to be an architect? I say, Look. Everybody here likes coming to work in the morning. Nice. Okay. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is really unusual. Okay. <laughs> but but the problem is that after a while, you just get kind of burned out and you want to do something else. And there's so many other opportunities as an architect or interior designer. You can work for the clients. You work for real estate developers. You can be you can be a, a vendor and work for a large you know furniture manufacturer or car manufacturer. And any of those alternatives, you make more money. Okay, so the the make more money, and that obviously we're gonna to have to think that may be what their uh, their inspiration might be. But does that uh, is do you find that there that's as fulfilling? I mean, that's a, that's a oh, that's, that's, that's not maybe for us to answer, but you just an observation. Well, that's an interesting question. Yeah. You know, usually, usually I found when people make those changes, it's been uh, when when they have a life change. They get uh, okay. have have a baby, or they get married, or they get divorced, or they just say, "Hey, I've been doing this for a really long time, and I'm tired of sitting in front of a computer. I'm going to go out and use my people skills and work for a vendor." So. Okay, so so the, that sort of change. There also, it sounds like the architecture has become even more dynamic than it was. Well, you can do so much more now. Okay. You know, look at all those compound curves everywhere, <laughs> and look at the. Plethora of materials. You know, when the architects 
when they when, when I when I started against the architects for all Misians, which basically meant that if a material looked like something, it had to be something. <laughs> it had to had to be that thing. You know, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Well, well, you know, nowadays if you're looking for wood, it could be anything. It could be printed metal. It could be a piece of porcelain tile. It could be some plastic laminate. And the architects and interior designers, they're like, okay, it's the best solution for the application. Okay. The best solution for the application. And you've got to review all of those things. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's both, yeah. It's, How do you make it look so easy? Because I've, I've been with you in the office, and it looks, it, you make it look easy, even though I see a ton of things going back and forth. Well, first of all, the people that people that I work with at at Gensler, they're at the tippy top of the pyramid. You know, it's it's I personally think it's the best firm. You know, and doing what they do, and of course, San Francisco. I may be prejudiced, but I think it's the best office. Okay. So, so when I look at the architects and interiors, I say to myself, "You guys, tippy top of the pyramid." I like a tippy top too. <laughs> yeah. You know, we had Art on as a guest. He's terrific. He's terrific as well. And, and that just seems to be the culture. And I want to touch on that a little bit. I know I did before, but I want to touch on that. The culture there, when you have people who are the tippy top, is it not just in a skill sense, but in a people sense? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, the, look, people work really hard, but they also play really hard. And they're all really smart. And they're really ambitious, you know. And the, and the way to get ahead at, at the office is to do three things, is to be awesome at your work, to do uh, uh, things that would help the firm, uh, CAD standards, uh, some you know project manager guidelines, something that, that takes a look at the process. And then finally, to give back to the community by building something like Rebuilding Together or some kind of charity thing like that. Excellent. You're listening to The Modern Architect, KZSU, Stanford, 90.1 FM. Imagine if you couldn't hear me right now or enjoy KZSU's music. Disabling hearing loss affects 48 million Americans and more than 360 million people worldwide. Yet many do not have access to hearing devices. Starkey Hearing Foundation brings understanding among people through hearing care. The foundation gives away more than 175,000 hearing aids every year. To meet its goals, it needs generous donations from people like you. If you're interested in learning more, visit StarkeyHearingFoundation.org. That's StarkeyHearingFoundation.org. We're talking today with Bill Van Erp, Senior Associate and Professional Librarian of Architectural Materials and Finishes at Gensler. Check them out at Gensler.com. That is Gensler.com. What recent um, projects or materials have you seen that that are rather unique that... um, you know, weren't around, say, a year or two ago, or at least they weren't around in the, in the, in the form that they now are. Well, the, big, the biggest thing that's changed over the past maybe, maybe five, maybe ten years has been the world of carpets. You think about the... Hmm, carpets. Yeah, yeah, you okay. know, you know the, and when carpets used, used to come in just a couple of flavors, well, now through, <laughs> you know, through that, you know, tufted, well, whatever, but now through the technology, the technology changes and the shifts in machinery, they can do really amazing things. Uh, yeah, that uh, also exterior building uh, facades. Typically, it's uh, rain screen uh, materials, mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 artificial panels from Europe, you know the 
There's a number of manufacturers that are, that are coming in. And, mm-hmm. Well, you just have to walk around South of Market, and you can see how people are using innovative materials. Yeah. So when they, when they approach you, they're, you're like... Um, you're looking for something, I forget that word again, it's like, is it inspiring? It's inspirational. Is yeah. it inspirational? That's an interesting way of looking at it. And so they have to, um, are you thinking for the architects, for the projects, in addition to, you know, your own experience when, well, you, when you come to that realization? Well, when people come into the office and talk to me, they they have, they have a thing to sell. And when mm-hmm. they come, when they sit down with me and they show me the thing, they start talking. And of course... I don't listen for the first little bit. I just look at the thing. And I say, and I say to myself, <laughs> is this thing beautiful? Is this thing worthy of being specified by an Gensler designer, architect or interior designer? And if the answer is no, then I'm very polite. And then they leave in about 10 minutes with the thing with them. Okay. Now, now if, if the thing is beautiful enough, I say, great. And I, and I open my ears up and I listen to what they have to say. The, the analogy I use is ice cream and pie. Say it again, ice cream, yeah, ice and, cream pie? and pie. Okay. So, okay, so the thing is the pie, okay? And if the pie is delicious and fantastically, you know, made by someone's <laughs> grandma, you know, I'm like, yeah, I love that pie. Okay. But if the pie is just a warmed over berry pie from a Safeway or something, I'm like, <laughs> oh, no. no, that's not good pie. But they say, oh, but it's green. It's in stock in Los Angeles and made by elves in the Black Forest. I'm like, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> if your pie is not good, you put the ice cream, but the best ice cream on it, it's not going to go anywhere. People are not going to like your pie, no matter what the ice cream is. Wow. Who knew that it was going to be that, that That sort of, it reminds me of the, the movie, you remember Ratatouille? I don't know if you've oh, seen yeah, it. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, There's a kids. part in there, and I can't remember his name. It was a great name. It was the, the, the food critic, since we're on food. Mm. He's a food critic, and he wanted to know, you know, tasted the ratatouille. And there was a, the part there is towards the end of the movie where, you know, he tasted it, and he literally... The, the, the fork fell mm-hmm. and they went into his, his, the pupils of his eyes and it went back to when he was a child. So that's what it reminded him of. Mm-hmm. But here he is, you know, this, this critic and, you know, writes for all these restaurants and really that's what you had to touch. And it sounds like the same, similar thing. Oh yes. You have yes. to touch a real emotional goosebumpy kind of place. Well, yeah, like authenticity is really important. Okay. You know, the, when people come in with things that, a designer just really loves to have a point of view and they can express it emotionally, then it connects. Okay. So when it connects, so you're thinking obviously not through your own, your, your own self, the architects, and then the actual, do you actually kind of envision it in a way on a project or can you quickly? Well, you know, I, I sometimes I can, but mostly I envision that person working with an architect. Because you know, to me, it's really important. I remember talking about, like about okay. the. I remember talking about the thing, and then there's the person, right? Okay. So to me, the person is the most is it's just as important as the aesthetics of the thing. Okay, great. So you know, Bill, I've told you before, you inspired me to, you know, how we, how um, I'm doing what I'm doing now. So thank you very much. It's, it's gone from a little place to now. A lot of people know about this, so um, I can I appreciate that vision. Also, do, do, do the architects also make suggestions or recommendations or considerations to you 
about perspective uh, materials. Oh yeah, all the okay. all the all the time. That's, I'm okay. all that's 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 my job. That's what I do is I seek all that stuff out. And if I get a recommendation from somebody, if it's someone's friend or it's a product that they saw used somewhere, just idle curiosity. Hey, I'm all over that. Is that right? So if you, the curiosity and is it weekly that something comes about? That oh, it's oh, it's all the time. It's all the yeah. time. You just you just you just never know when gold gold's gonna like walk in the door. You know, <laughs> I love that. You don't know when the gold's walking in the door. <laughs> and your office in San Francisco is that now? Is that like the center of all the the view of the materials? The pro- oh yeah, it oh, is. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it is an excellent collection of inspirational materials that people really like working with yeah so in essence it's 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 a it's a, like a a living museum oh yeah it's that's all it's all it's all about that's all about the curation okay curious then you also go back to when you started when you said catalogs for the rage now they're not it's it's um if i read up i saw the samples are key oh yeah well, what, what, what's what's shifted from that from a catalog to a sample and why why is the sample much more impactful now well, you know, the, there's this thing called the internet now. Oh, what is it called? Yeah, it's because the internet. I think, I think it's, I think it's not a fad. I think it's here to stay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that helped change it. Yeah. So, so there's, so there's no more catalogs anymore. But boy, if you look at stuff, pictures of stuff on the internet, as opposed to the real things, oh, it's such a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So getting the samples in there, that's why I said it looks like a, it looks like, please, uh, it looks like a, a museum. I call it a living museum. I don't know if that's a, a real term, but um, it seems like it evolves as well. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's more like a store without a checkout counter. Sitting a, a store without a checkout okay, counter. A store without a check- you know, pe- people come in, they say, I've got all this great stuff. And I say, look, bring in the inspirational stuff. Here's your section. Make sure that you curate your own materials based on what you see around because no one's more interested in curating their own materials than the people who are trying to sell them, the vendors. Yeah, yeah. So you have your, your, your office in San Francisco. Do you also have other librarians around the world? Oh, yes. Okay. You know, Gensler has 40, what did Art say, 47 offices, you know, yeah, 5,000 people around the world. And there are about a dozen uh, full-time librarians. And I'm... Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm I'm just I'm just just privileged to work with these people that take take it serious. Yeah, well, I'm sure they're privileged to work with you, Bill. My goodness, have you been the long sta- the longest uh, longest standing? Uh... Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm, yes, I am the long. I've been there the longest, but uh, it's nice because there are other li- the other librarians and other offices are also senior associates. As yeah, well. yeah. Do you uh, what, do you ever go around the city? And look and say, oh, I wish, you know, this building, even if it's not done by Genzer, uh, if they would have done this, it would have really made, really made this thing stand out. Does that ever happen? Or you go into a place where you see, oh, if I could have helped them, they would have, this yeah. would have been a little, would have been a little different. Okay, I won't say better. I'll say it would have been different. And it had a, had a different feel for the workers, for the people. Well, like I can look at the general level of quality of finishes and appreciate, or or not, as the case may be. But oh, architects and interiors aren't—it's such a heartbreak, you know, those jobs because they they have these big ideas and they build these beautiful spaces and they walk and they go, oh, that detail should have been better. Oh, it could have spent a little more money on this and it would have been so much better. That's that's why interior design. 
especially interior design, is kind of a heartbreak in some respects. Really? Tell me a little bit about that. You know, yeah, what, yeah. What is this is not all glory with architecture. You talk about the challenges too. Well, you know, people want to do these amazing things, and they run into they run into two problems: okay. money and physics. Money <laughs> in the sense of they're not able to have a level of quality or craftsmanship in, in the materials that they have or the and physics is the question of how it's all going to hold up you know how it's all going yeah. to go, go together the detailing yeah so how do you how do you fuse those two together and minimize the chances of that sort of heartbreak well i is see there, is there a formula or a method well i say yeah. I, I say as, as an architect here designer you need to know what you're doing first and foremost you, okay. need, you need to go and have to have experience but you also need people that Remember, talk to vendors. You need vendors who are trusted advisors. You need people on your team that know you, that have worked with you, that can help you realize your ideas. Look, every person that comes in to try to promote their products wants to be a trusted advisor. And it's really hard to be one because you've got to have a good product. You've got to have support at the manufacturer's end. And you have to have experience over time all the newbies they just they just don't have them don't experience experience over time and a trusted become a trusted advisor well it's kind of like dating it's okay. like when you first start a project like everyone's all in their best behavior and stuff and, and then you have a little tiff there's a little something that doesn't go right and like to me the big thing is a trusted advisor like dating success is when there's the, the little hiccup is smoothed over in a way that makes people want to hang around Okay, so you anticipate those. They're going to happen. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, it's just how you respond to them. How you recover, yeah. How you recover, and if you cover it nicely, then you continue. Absolutely. Okay, so nice. So there is a formula to all this. And, you know, if you're a vendor, you sell the products. I mean, you sell in the sense of specify. Um, You're always looking for architects or interior designers to be on your team. What the carpet reps said to me, Bill... I have a dozen roses. I tend the roses assiduously, and if I keep those dozen people happy, I can make my numbers, and I can make my money. I'm always looking for new roses, but the dozen roses that I have now, I treat with the respect that they deserve. I love that word, assiduous, that you said, too. That's a great word. Okay, so we, we, we have that. So you minimize your heartbreak, and you're, you're on projects. How do you ensure... Um, that the uh, the architects and the interior designers are always getting kind of what they're looking for. You just kind of learn their personalities and then the projects they work on. How do you kind of read into a little more than what, what your the job requires? Oh well, there's well there's two parts of that. One one part is the inspirational part, and that's the part with people that's like a certain color or a certain quality or a certain thing. There's people that okay. are like Danish rugs. I love Danish rugs, <laughs> you know. But yeah, but. But there's there's there, there there's also the part of uh, uh, like like how they work, you know, the kind of kind of their style. And if you look at the the overall appearance of their project boards, you can find out. Well, it's kind of like how they dress, you know. It's, right. it's kind of like you look. And if you see a big pile of messy stuff from an interior <laughs> designer, you know what their bathroom looks like. <laughs> oh no! So you can you can ascertain how they're going to be just from those little. Dynamics. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Okay, so so you get a feel, really good feel for the people in your office. You get a feel for the projects that they're looking for, and and that they're prospectively doing. 
how do you know, uh, or not know, but how do you also, um, I can't think of another word than guess, what's going to really make them go, aha, this is it. Not just be from your own inspiration, but from, oh, okay, I know, I know um, Frank down the hall over here, he's going to have this project. I think this is going to be perfect for it. Do you get that sort of tickle sort of? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. There, there are times when I see something and I just go, wow, I know the person who wants to know about this. Really? Even before you've talked about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, because I, I can see stuff. I can just go. And then, like, the best the best products are the ones that go from my meet, from the meeting with the person, to, like, someone's desk. And they just go, oh, thank you so much. I'm going to use this on my next project. Well, in real time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because people love new things. And, you know, if you're if you're selling products, your job is to get a thing in that box under the interior designer's or architect's desk. They yeah. all have a design vocabulary. They all have things that they just love, and they keep pulling out project after project they really want to work with. Yeah, I mentioned it before. We've talked about this before, about the, if, see if I get this correct still, the um, the product library, mm-hmm. the uh, um, the recycle bin, and then the toy box. <laughs> okay? Yeah, the toy box, right? I oh, remember yeah. that toy oh, box. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, oh, so, yeah. so you touch on those things, if you don't mind. Well. Um, yeah, well, look, interior designers and architects—they're very impulsive. You know, they just—they okay. just—they just—they like—they like shiny and pretty. You know? Okay. <laughs> and 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 some things, to, you know, should be like on a you know on a shelf in a you know in an organized fashion and stuff. But then there should be things out there for people just to walk in the library and go, oh, <laughs> look at that. And and to me, what's inspirational? If you want to touch it, if you want to feel it, you know, something you walk by and you go, wow, that's what I really like. Yeah. And my, my, so there's a big collection of stuff in a toy box that's just just things that are just really interesting. Yeah. So that makes sense because you're using you want to you want to feel it because you're using all your senses because it's intrigued you enough to, mm-hmm. or inspired you enough to go, what is this? And I want to play around with that. Has there are there any um, project you? So I'm looking at you now, Bill. I know we're in a studio, so people can't see us, but you've got like hundreds and thousands of projects in your brain mm. <laughs> that are <I> they <laughs> they're there and you've kind of know do you know some of the a lot of the parts that went into them oh yeah you know when i go out somewhere i'm like and this is worldwide uh, yeah, excuse I'm, my voice uh, this is worldwide too not just here well yeah, yeah. i mean yes it's worldwide but no yeah. when 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 i when i go to places i'll look at things and i'll go oh that's that oh that's that oh they use that interesting way or like oh they should have done that you know but but mostly it's just a question of just it's just a question of 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 how it all goes together in a, you know in a, in a in a very pleasing way look it's not hard to be a bad architect or a bad interior designer but it's really hard to be a good one. Oh, we're going to have to touch on that in a minute. <laughs> this is The Modern Architect on KZSU Stanford 90.1 FM. Everyone deserves access to literature and educational materials, including those trying to work towards social change, self-empowerment, or rehabilitation within the incarceration system. The Prisoner's Literature Project is an all-volunteer grassroots organization that sends free books to prisoners in the U.S. Your donations of paperback books, packing supplies, time, and money can help create a better future for prisoners and society. For more information, visit www.prisonersliteratureproject.com. 
We're talking today with Bill Van Erp, Senior Associate and Professor, professor Professional Librarian of Architectural Materials and Finishes at Gensler. For more information, check them out online at gensler.com. That's gensler.com. Bill, with, with uh, architecture constantly evolving, the expectations for emerging architectural buildings evolve as well. What's what's changed in your in your experience over the last, say, f- even four or five years? Uh, well, the expectations for the clients are even even bigger, and of course, and there's well, there's also the whole idea of the architect. You know, the guy, the you know, the Norman Foster, you know, the person, Richard Myers, the mm-hmm. person that you just kind of know what you're going to get when you hire him and all that. And that's that's becoming, that's just way, 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 way more important. But to me, to me, what's what's happening architecturally is the building, this building facades, how through the rain screens, through the use of terracotta, mm-hmm. through the use of Plastic materials, especially European materials, most of the things that are really, really changing right now. And, and oh, I mean, architects, they just, they live in this wonderland now. <laughs> Computers and things and CNC machines, they can make all this crazy stuff with all these compound curves. And like I said, they, you know, they're looking for people that can do all that work. And there are people that can do that now and, and produce their ideas. Everybody can make money. Yeah. And uh, going back to the Starkitech on that phrase, when uh, Art was here, we talked about you know what's in, in the book of uh, a constellation of stars as uh-huh. opposed to a single star. And when you have a constellation of stars, you have the type of growth and uh, happiness, enjoyment, fulfillment, much more so than if it's just based on a singular entity. How well, do you yeah, feel? Yeah, uh, yes, yes, okay. that's yes, that's Arthur's, that's Art's way of looking at the world, but. I, I think I think if you can amplify that, to me it means that it just allows allows designers to be themselves and design the best solutions. If you worked for someone like Richard Meyer, Norman Foster, you'd learn a lot, but you you wouldn't be able to express your own ideas as much as a place where Gensler, where there's no set, there, there's a there's a general level of quality of aesthetics, but there's not a specific sort of manifestation of that of, of, of those aesthetics wow uh, how do you is is that something you think starts at the uh, at the academic level the school level or is it something that has to be within the uh, the people that you bring on well I, th- I think it has to be it has to be an articulated policy by the leaders in which, which case it's art and you know man the managing principles but they also have you also have to you have you have to walk the talk, you know, and so that that means that you, as leader, you have to be able to to encourage others and support them. Very selfless. Very. Very much so. So, like, I'm I, I'm thinking. I know I brought up the academic. I think it has to be within a person. It's my my take on it. I think it's got to be within them. You can instill it, and if uh, if someone comes out of school and they they're hired by the by a firm that that shares that that sort of. Um, shares that then they're then they're on the that trajectory but if not i think it's um um i think it's within someone and so you're actually looking for that type of person yeah and all facets of the job not just architects but you know uh everyone within the company you're looking for that and i like that idea the idea that you said about their ideas are encouraged 
as opposed to you're just going to learn a lot and you'll learn a a line, but you're not going to, you know, there's more out there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how do you encourage that? How do you think you encourage that? Is it by by not browbeating? What what do you, what do you do to keep that sort of idea? Just keep expanding. Well, I think, I think that you as senior manager, give the younger designers a chance to just express themselves and you support what's what the, what they say and do. Okay, say that again. Right. I, th- I think I think that as if you're a manager and you are working with, say you're say your design manager. Okay, and you've got uh, you know a design team together, and you have a younger person that does something kind of crazy and weird, a little unusual. You say, "Yes, let's do that." Oh wow, that's very rare, though. Well, yes, yeah. you know, <laughs> yes, it is. It is very rare because, but because you have to have a culture that encourages it. Okay, so yeah, have to have a culture that encourages it. It's starting things are starting the dots are starting to connect there. That constellation of stars, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. There we go. Now what what would you how would you encourage anyone into who wants to be an architect or even in the architecture field, would you would you continue to do so now and say the next ten, fifteen years, do you see it just exponentially growing? In importance, I mean, there's always going to be a need for it, no question. But, but how about the the influence of it in our in our lives? Oh, that's an interesting question. The you know, everybody who's but everyone's an architect now was told not to be one, and they all said, that "I don't very care. Interesting. I don't that? care." Oh, well, because yeah. you know it's a really hard job, and there's not a lot of money and stuff. And I don't know. They just have this passion for it. You know that look. And they just have this ability to design or put something together. So I think that there's no shortage of people coming out of school that want to be architects. Uh, but, but what's going to happen is I think that they're going to, the time's going to be compressed. They're going to be working extra hard, and they're going to, be in the, going to be within a firm for three to five years, and they're going to move on, do something either a different firm or different industry, you know, like I said, real estate company or mm-hmm. selling a product. And, they're gonna, and then they're going to go back into it and do a different kind of architecture, whether it's going to be residential or they're going to work for a big company and do like, hi, I'm the architect from Google or whatever. Okay. What else do you do, Bill, Miss Inst- for inspiration or just leisure do you bike ride fish oh yeah you said fish i don't know if you still fish but uh, oh no yeah. i'm i'm okay. more of a, i'm more of a line wetter i don't really want to catch anything i just want to be out there <laughs> okay but what, what do you do to, to keep kind of well you know i have some of the stresses of the daily life um, well i have well i have i have a i have a i have a family you know wife and love and kids and grandkids and oh. stuff so there's there so there's so it's all it's all that you know uh, but me personally i'm I like to recreate. I'm 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 a I'm I'm basically a recreator. Whether it's <laughs> biking or yeah. hiking or yeah, how'd you come here on campus? I noticed you. Oh, had I a biked. Helmet. I biked. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw you with the helmet and the backpack. It looked like you know you were a student ready to <laughs> look at looking for your first internship. You <laughs> <laughs> did. With a big with a big white beard, may have given some stuff that away though. <laughs> no, hey, that you never. There's no stopping. You always you're always learning. But I, I saw that in you. I, I wasn't going to share that with you, but I thought, why not? So it, it, it fits. So you have. That you have, do they are, are any of your family members also involved with architecture in some capacity? Uh, no, there's some art, but uh, no architecture. No, this is well, how's the art? What type of art? Oh, I'm drawing. Or one of, what, one of my sisters, one of my sisters has 
has art talent, which just can't can't be turned off. You know, stained glass, pottery, that kind of thing. Nice local here. Oh in yeah, the yeah. Uh, uh, actually, she in uh, in New York, but uh, so that's that's pretty fun. But uh, but you know, I just I think that people are are expressing that kind of art in a different way. You know, I've got a nephew who's a who's a wilderness guide right now. You know, and, oh nice. You know, and so he's. I think that you know his his artistic goal in some respects is to is to, is to is to get people out there and show them how amazing nature is just have things see things in a, in a in a in a new way so he's got his own his own way of looking at the world and, and the things the themes that speak to him very much like an artist if he can convey them to the people that he's guiding then he's been successful isn't that part of any occupation whether it's architecture law or Medicine? Yeah, basically, yes. Yeah, so it is. So we're talking about, you know, although it's an architect, a show with archi- about architecture, it's still, you're talking about all facets of it. This just happens to be architecture. How how do you, else do you see, you know, smaller firms when they don't have a specific uh, librarian or product library that's as, as formal, how do you encourage them or would you encourage them to kind of uh, um, formulate a, the same sort of processes? Well, I would I would encourage them to meet with the people. You know, I talked about the vendors, the people that are busy supplying the materials. I would say that you don't need a big expanse of stuff, but you do need a lot of connections. Okay, explain a little bit about how, like oh. connections as okay. In- well, yeah, you 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 need to develop relationships with the the vendors that supply the things. Like it's an amazing ceiling, you know, or <laughs> okay. it's some piece of flooring which is just so fantastic that you want to use it on every project so it's the 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 information is important the things are way important but the missing piece is the person that can intercede that can that can that can that can manifest the feelings that you want to convey and when you say the person is on a continuous basis, so it's not just the introduction, but it's, again, as, as you said, there's going to be some hiccups or some problems, oh, yeah. and then how they overcome them, and how they overcome them may be even, um, uh, may, show, uh, may show them their character more so than if everything went right. Well, that's, yes, yes, exactly. And, and, and to me, well, when people come in, I look, I think about their own brand, and I think about their brand, and I think about their company's brand. Now, if you're a person that sells products, okay. you will work for a number of products companies over the years. Okay. If you're a furniture manufacturer representative, you will work for four or five companies. And you, so you will carry your own brand, you know, like your Tom brand, through the various <laughs> companies. And so when, so when, a, when, when someone comes in and their own brand... You know they're they're well dressed. They're well accessorized. They got good shoes, and their <laughs> their products are of a high quality. You know, yeah. and they're aesthetically very pleasing. Okay. You know, then then the, then their brand matches the company brand. Has anyone come in with sandals? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, yes, Canada. yes, yes, they have. And those are the guys that sell like recycled lumber. Okay, so. Okay, well manicured. Okay. <laughs> so, <coughs> so, the brand. You talk about the brand. So right. the brand is not just the name of a company. The brand oh, no, is no. the human being. No, the, 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 you, there's, 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 when someone comes in, comes in and tries to work with the architects and interior designers through the products, they have their own brand. <laughs> and their own brand is things like, how responsive are they? 
Are they on the ball? Are, do they get it? Are they receptive? And if they don't have that, then their brand is bad. If, <laughs> and if, 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 if their company and if their company is, is balky, hard to work with, can't get samples, does shenanigans with pricing, the company brand is bad. And you can be, you can be, and your, your own brand can be tarnished. By your company brand. So very quickly, it sounds like it can happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. If you're a salesperson, your brand is your is your big asset. Yeah. So the people come in, going back to if a smaller firm, because there's a number of firms mm-hmm. that are, you know, one to five to ten strong. Uh, and and the, the formula you have, does that same formula you think exist where we got the, the, the product library, the toy box, and the recycle bin? Do you think that still metaphorically exists? Within the yeah, I think it's just a matter of scale. I mean, every every, every architect's got that box on the desk of things that they love. Okay, and then they have people that they like to share them with. Oh, exactly, exactly. They have the design vocabulary, things under their desk, and they've got the people that that work with the materials that manifest their ideas. So you know almost every architect's and designer's toy boxes. You're well, privy to their toy box, whereas you know toy boxes are very personal. Oh, look, I look, yeah. I. I've, they took this, all the stuff in the toy boxes of, of my office came from. I came out of the library. They came out of the library. Oh yeah. So you're you're, you're like Santa Claus before Santa Claus delivers. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so pretty all, much. So all the toys everyone get receives yeah, before they got those toys, they went through Santa Claus to decide that the elves want to build them. Yeah, no, no coals, no stockings. Oh, <laughs> stop! Yeah, well, she. So, so. With with the small with smaller firms, do you do you ever do any speaking engagements uh, or uh, any sort of uh, helping of uh, you know any projects or organizations to share some of your insights that you had through uh, through your experience, years, and love? Well, most most I, th- I think what I've been doing to help to help the community is I've been touring people through the library and the office. From day one, basically, because I really want to inspire people that do what I do. You know, when you're if you're in a smaller firm and says, "Hey, you're in charge of the library," you go, "What exactly is that? <laughs> how how can I how can I do that?" And people have no idea. So when they come to the San Francisco office where I work in Gensler, they can see how a big firm does it, and they can take the ideas away from how how a big firm does it, and 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 scale them down to what what they do okay this is the modern architect kzsu 90.1 fm we're talking today with bill van erb senior associate and professional librarian of architectural materials and finishes at gensler for more information gensler.com that's gensler.com bill are there any suggestions or, or recommendations you have today for aspiring architect, uh, professional librarian of architectural materials, or anyone interested in, in architecture and design in general? Well, any- I, well, I would say go for it. If you have the passion for it, don't listen to anybody else. Just have your vision. Because if you've got that vision and you keep it authentic, you'll do well. More than that, you have to watch out for your own brand first and foremost. You've got to be honest. You've got to be straightforward with people because there's so much 
so many people not doing either of those things. In good this catch world. there, Bill. I saw it was going to come out. <laughs> that was a nice catch. We can yeah. edit it, but it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. a good catch. Right. You know, you there's can... so much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you have to trust people to do the right thing intelligently. Yeah. You know, um, you have. To, you, but most importantly, you have to be true to yourself. You have to do things that give you pleasure. And if you have a job that allows you to do that, well, then I think you are the definite winner. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you, you remember how uh, there used to be a famous, there was probably still is, it's like he he who dies with the most toys. When oh. you heard that salute? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I've I'm kind of made up my mind. I think it's they he who lives with the most joy wins. Uh, yes, yes, I think so. You know, there's so many things that are that are just terrible out there and but <laughs> but if, but if but if you can if you can get enjoyment from you from the built environment then uh, it, it, i think it's really great to know more about buildings when you walk through a space and you know a bit about, about the architect you know a bit about the materials it can really enhance the experience i mean so much of it works on a you know on a very sort of subjective level you don't really know why you're just happy to go into Terminal 2 out of SFO, yeah. you know. But but when you <laughs> take the time and trouble to research the architect and read about the building and all that, and you go in, then you can really have a much deeper and broader experience. Yeah, keep going. I love that. Yeah. I feel like meditating on that. Yeah, well, you know, because <laughs> look, you spend, you spend a lot of time in buildings. You're like, oh, I'm in an airport or whatever, you know. Or like you're walking around some strange city, and if you... If you can go into a building, like uh, when I was in L.A., I took a tour and went to the Bradbury building. I'm like, they filmed Blade Runner in here. This is amazing, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I wouldn't have known that unless someone said, Bill, go to this building and look at this thing. Okay. So I, I, you said something really important, well, a lot of things, but then in particular a second ago was uh, an enjoyment of the built environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. So look, you, yeah. you know, you're 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 in you're in your house all day long, you know, and you go to a million places, train stations, you know, s- schools, whatever, you know. But if if you know about the materials, if you know about the things, if you know about the way that space is being treated, if if you know about energy, you know, if you're interested in sustainability at all. You can look at these things, and and the building will the building parts will just speak directly to you if you just understand the language. So they speak to you. So you have to be in tune with that. But even if if you're not in tune, you still get that. Uh, you think a person can still get that feeling? Like oh, said, that's yeah. I want to be in terminal too. Why I don't know. Yeah, look, look, that's look, that's why the architects and interior designers do what they do, so they can so someone can walk into terminal two and go. Whoa, this is a different kind of airline terminal. I'm going to spend a lot of money in here because I feel comfortable. <laughs> oh, so you, you think that can be done in an academic environment, a medical environment, science, office, in all the environments? That can be achieved. Oh, absolutely, yes. Absolutely, yes. When you go in, if you go into a new hospital, what does it look like? It looks like a hotel. Yeah. If you make it look like that, and that's by design. Exactly, exactly. Because they're going, they're competing for people. They're competing. They're trying to keep you calm. They're just, and they're, and they're just, <laughs> they're working really hard to make you say yes. Okay, but there's something interesting, and I'm going to get this quote not exact. So if someone wants to write or call in, that's fine. <laughs> but it, it, it's, I'm going to capture the essence of it. And it was from a, a uh, 
uh, a professor and a, a medical doctor at the University of Texas in Austin who had said something to the equivalent that architects can have as much of an impact in the health of people as physicians. Oh, I agree. Okay. I agree. Look, there's, there is, when you go into an environment that's well-designed, well-detailed with materials that are that go together, you're calm, you're collected. Well, you know, you've got your own issues, but, but, it, but you <laughs> know, but, 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 but when, you, when you look around and you see something beautiful, you just go, oh, that looks really nice. What am I worried about again? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. If you can, you can actually do. Now, here's another part. You, can you replicate that building after building? Oh well, that's that's a tough one, you know, because okay. architects and interior designers they they want to they want to be different. They want to okay. evolve their own styles. Can you okay? Can you replicate the essence of what that gives well, with I, a whole different style? Well, I hope so. That's yeah. why they're architects and interior designers, yeah. you know, because <laughs> they look they they're that's that's why they're architects and interior designers. So they can, they, they, so that they they can manifest the same themes. In different ways, in different places. The same themes. Same themes. Calmness, or beauty, or, or Blade Runner, like you said, or yeah, or yeah. just just yeah. or just dystopian craziness. You yeah. Know? So it's by, of course, by design. Right. And it always gets this sort of emotion out of people that they always can't explain. Right. Exactly. So sometimes it works subconscious. Yeah. yeah. So so you know. The, that going back to that part you said there, the enjoyment of the built environment. See, I get goosebumps of that because I love it, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously. And do you see in the uh, now and in the next, say, five or ten years, that there's going to be a greater appreciation in general for that than not? It's well, a big question, I yeah, know. And if yeah. it's silly, I'll go on to something else. Well, we'll talk about what you listen to. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, seriously, the. What, I, what I'm looking for, I'm looking for two things right now. I'm looking for what's going to happen with the new Apple headquarters because okay. that is very revolutionary, very interesting. I'm also looking for what's happening at the new Google headquarters because that's even crazier. Okay. And when you, what, are you, what are you kind of expecting? Oh, Just well. Just shoot it out there. Just, okay, okay. What are you kind of okay. expecting? Well, I'm expecting, I'm expecting Apple to move into their spaceship and to <laughs> and, and to prosper, as I think as I think that they will do better together than they are because they're scattered throughout the, throughout the valley now. I think they do better uh, 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 as as a, as a congregate group. Uh, the Google headquarters, that is something I just I don't know if that's that's going to go or not. You know the. They're, they're so, the plants are so grandiose. Oh, it's going to be a forest with ever-changing canopies and outside coming in and all that and stuff. And, well, I, I respect them for having a challenge like that. Okay. And I hope that they've got the, the trusted advisors, the partners, yeah. to be able to show how they can how they can how, how bring they can that to life huh? yeah exactly so how to bring that to life so that's your your expectations for the for both of them it goes back to again the, the culture um that you're coming from at gensler with that constellation you said something about once they enter their spaceship mm-hmm. they kind of work better collaboratively or well, collectively well, yeah. what was it well sure well, the, word well the thing about the constellation of stars is because there's not a star architect because there's not a particular look at gensler the all the all the people who are designers feel free to 
follow what their what the, their their own best solutions and for the design side of things, and they're encouraged to do that by by their design managers. They're not forced to design a particular way. They're just the way the design is best for the project and the client. Oh, Bill, we've seen this quote here, and I want to read this to you, and I, I want love to hear your take on it. Is uh, the real voyage of discovery consists not in seeking new landscapes, but in having new eye, new eyes by Marcel Proust. What, what's your thought on that? Your thoughts on that? Well, you know, in relation to what we're discussing tonight. Well, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Marcel Proust. All of our shares, the nice. top hairdo, and all that. You know, but uh, um, the, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me, the big thing is. Everybody looks around and sees the same things. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of, and it's kind of like it's kind of like a rock, like a rock, rock tune. You know, it's the same three chords. You know, Chuck Berry did it. You know, but but somebody takes those three chords and makes them completely different. Oh, you're Kurt Cobain. You know, or you know, just somebody who's just like something completely different. And then they they say, well, but it's the same, same, same triad, the same, same chords, but it's expressed in a completely different way now the world of architecture and interior design it's you know it's 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 constrained by money and physics like i like i talked about before but there's so many creative people that are trying to do so many crazy things that they're looking at things and they go hey why don't we put this thing here imagine somebody who said Let's have a rain screen. Let's put let's put a screen in front of a building and make all the waterproofing behind it so that the water can come in and just just jet down. I'm sure the first person that said that went, no, that's crazy. Why would you do that? Yeah. Excellent. Bill, it's been terrific having you here today. We really appreciate you coming out to Stanford and uh, being on our honored guest. It's been a while since uh, we've seen each other, and it's always a pleasure. You're always inspirational, and I uh, hope to have you. Hope you have me back again. Oh, it's been a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you, Bill. You've been listening to The Modern Architect. I'm Tom Dioro. Our guest today has been Bill Van Erp, Senior Associate and Professional Librarian of Architecture, Materials, and Finishes at Gensler, an American design and architecture firm headquartered in San Francisco, California. To find out more, go to gensler.com. That's gensler.com. Join us again next time when we welcome another outstanding architect, engineer, influencer, or civic leader committed to positive and sustainable cities, communities, and lives. The Modern Architect is recorded at Stanford University Studios in Palo Alto, California, and is a production of KZSU Radio. The recording engineer and production manager is Akshay Shaggy, except today, actually, it's Mark Lawrence. Uh, assistant engineer is McGregor Joyner, and we are assisted by Bryce Carter. And the executive producer and host of The Modern Architect is Tom Dioro. If you wish to contact us, our email address is interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu. That's interviews at kzsu.stanford.edu, and our postal address is KZSU PO uh, Box 20190, Stanford, California, 94309. Support for KZSU comes from Modeler.com. 
a platform connecting architects and other specifiers with building product manufacturers. Mulder.com works with architects from architecture and design firms to discover, discuss, and specify products for their building projects. We at KZSU thank Modeler.com for their generous underwriting of the production and broadcasting costs of The Modern Architect.